Hello and welcome to the Wellness Trinity Podcast, where we interview top holistic experts and bring you natural solutions for modern day wellness. Let's get started with your host, Dr. Jacqueline. Hi, welcome. Thank you for joining the Wellness Trinity Podcast. I'm Dr. Jacqueline, naturopathic doctor and owner of the Wellness Trinity, where we provide natural solutions for modern day wellness. So just a little disclaimer before we get started. What we discuss in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. What you do with the information is to be used at your discretion and your recommendations are not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any diseases. So today I have a special guest on the show. His name is Gus Vargas and he is a Las Vegas resident here. And I actually met him through networking as I meet a lot of um, wonderful people that I meet in this, uh, in this town in Las Vegas. So we're going to discuss how posture affects your physical health. And Gus Vargas, he's been a resident of Las Vegas for 20 years. He worked in IT um, for nine years and uh, IT support for scientific games. And now is the owner of Structura Bodies Therapies located on Anne in 95 near Centennial. And again, this is in Las Vegas for anybody that is listening abroad. He got involved in the health industry where he was injured after six years of doing boot camp at 5 a.m. in the morning. This started his 18th month journey to get healed. When conventional methods couldn't help him, his search led him to a company in Ogden, Utah called Structura Body Therapies. What he couldn't do in 18 months, they were able to do in just several weeks. He was so impressed with the effectiveness of his therapy that he quit his corporate job and opened a local clinic in for Las Vegans. So Gus, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Jacqueline. I'm really excited that we're going to be able to discuss how posture affects our physical health. I obviously love how everything intertwines together, our mind, our body, our spirit. And one of the things that is important for everybody to realize is that structure is so important. If, our, if anything is off in our structure, it could totally affect our health. So, um, Gus, do you have any other things to share about your story before we jump into all the questions? No, no. I think you summed it up pretty good. Thank you. All right, great. So, how does posture affect our physical health? Well, it's, you know, going back to, a little, uh, to what you just said, you, you know, it's, there's a lot of things that impact our health. And I feel we have, when, when we have an easy job when we look at, when we look at the physical aspect of the body, because when you, when you break down the body, it's almost, it's very, it's just strings pulling, you know, uh, limbs and bone around, right? Very straightforward, you know, something that a, a lay person like myself would, 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 can easily grasp, you know, when you're dealing about, you know, mental, emotional, nutritional, very involved, very complicated, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of understanding is required for that. So I think I get off easy with this when dealing with posture. So how does posture impact physical health? Well, in our very narrow slice of, of, of health, uh, we look at the body as a biomechanical machine. And just like I said, you know, when you, when you look at it from a simplistic point of view, you know, you got your tendons and ligaments pulling, uh, pulling uh, muscle and that's pulling 
feet, that's pulling arms and legs, and it's very easy to conceptualize how that all works. Well, when you do that, and you start looking closely at joints and at the position at what they're in, you can see that sometimes our body mechanics, our position is not in an optimal position. Like when you look at the joint, like some joints are made to be very, uh, to operate in a very mobile, uh, dynamic way, like the ankles and the hips, but others like the knees, work very simply you know they they work in one plane like uh, you can only you know, extend and, 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 and flex in one direction and when you look at athletes when you look at people just walking around and you look closely at the position of their joints you know their limbs you can start seeing that hmm i don't know if that is the best position for it you know if you're like for example if you want to walk you know when we walk and we're walking in forward uh, in one direction, very straight, you know, it's very straight, right? But when you look at the knees, they can either be pointed to the, they can either be pointing forward or they can actually be pointing inward for some people and for others, it might be act they might be actually pointing outward. And that has an impact on, on physical health. It has an impact on performance. You know, one of my, I'm a fan of podcasts, and one of the people I like listening to is Dr. Peter Atia, and he, he's, he's a, a doctor who focuses on ketogenic diet and on longevity, and one of the things that he, his goal is to, is to, he's tra basically training for an event, and the event is to be able, at the year, at the age of 100 years old, to be able to hold 225 pounds of grocery bags and on each end, right? It's very noble. It's, and I think a lot of people can get behind that, including myself. So I say, okay, so I'm like, okay, all right. If that is the goal, what are the things that we want to do and protect in order to reach that goal? And, you know, protecting your joints. You know, I'm 50 now. And I'm hearing of people around me at my age, 55, 60, you know, joint issues, bone on bone, joint replacement. And those are the things that get in the way of being able to reach that goal, having that longevity. So, you know, we have to look at why are these things happening and what can we do to proactively prevent? You know, and I was fortunate enough with my issue, with my shoulder issue, that I came upon a company called Structura Body Therapies that not only was able to help me and help a lot of uh, thousands of other people, but basically explain to me why it is that we deal with some of the issues that we do when it comes to performance, when it comes to pain, chronic pain. Okay, so where were we? Where do you, where do you, so being a amateur athlete and going through this shoulder issue, I was fortunate enough to bump into a company, Structura Body Therapies in Ogden, Utah, that not only was able to help me, but once I got involved with the organization and was in the business as a lay person for two years, I received the understanding of the root cause of chronic pain, uh, athletic performance issues, 
and we're all, again, we're all, we're, we're in the physical space when we're talking about it, not, not in terms of, uh, you know, the biological aspect of the body. But uh, they introduced me to a new tissue called fascia. Fascia is tissue that surrounds each muscle fiber all the way from your skin down to your bone, and it covers the entire body. Now, what's important about fascia, which is different from muscle, is that muscle is very local. Fascia, however, is very global, very connective. It's like a 3D bodysuit. And what's important about the fascia, because of the disconnective nature of it, and because of its strength, it can, it can, it can in some parts, it's like 2,000 pounds per square inch tensile strength. It, uh, issue in one area can impact another. So when I was going to conventional medicine and to letting them know that, hey, my shoulder hurts and I can't use it, the focus was there, very allopathic, very symptom-based uh, uh, process, right? Where when you look at fascia and you look at its connective nature, you can actually see in when you look at the posture that, okay, I see the symptom here in the shoulder, but I see a problem in the hip. I see a problem on your ribs. You know, I see adhesions where it's not acting optimally. And so let's work on that and see if that takes care of the symptom, right? And that's why they were able to have such a big impact with me and with a lot of their clients. Okay. So can you explain how, you, how your uh, business helps to figure out where the disconnects are or where the imbalances are? So one of the things I learned very quickly is that pain is not a good indicator of health. Right. Uh, if you're in pain, you know, that's your body communicating with you. Hey, I need help. Please help me out. I have an issue. Right. Very obvious. Right. But what I like about looking at posture is that posture is more objective. You can actually see issues developing before they become pain points. Mm -hmm. um, right. You can quickly see if you do a posture analysis on a person where there's imbalances that are where the joints are out of place. And you can say, okay, I know you're not in pain, but the position of your shoulder or the position of your knee or the position of your foot at this rate, especially for the exercise and the miles that you're running and for the activity that you're doing or for the occupation that you're having, you're going to create an issue where you're going to be bone on bone. You're going to be going through cartilage. You're going to be not running as fast or, or, or performing as well. So we can see those issues before they occur, and then we can be proactive, right? It's, we call it proactive physical medicine. Mm -hmm. and that's what I like about posture. It's more objective, and it's, and it's more proactive. Okay. So when I went in there, and you had Crystal look at me, and she did all these different, like, do you want to explain what she was doing when she was trying to assess how my posture was off? Yeah, so the first... So the first thing we need to know, we, we want to do is have a conversation with the client, get some, ob, obje, you know, get some subjective uh, feedback. You know, what issues are you seeing? What, 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 what challenges have you encountered? And once we have that, the second thing we want to do is what are you trying, what's your motivation? What are you trying to do? Are you an athlete? Are you, or is it your occupation that's being impacted? You know, what are your goals? Then after that, we do an assessment, a postural assessment. We take your picture. 
and we use software to help us see where the posture is at in terms of of uh, in terms of straight lines. When we're dealing with posture, we're really dealing with physics. You know, when you look physics, it's all about straight lines. You know, our, we are constantly moving through this field called gravity and our bodies are being pulled straight into the middle of the earth. Right. So that when you're dealing with forces, you're dealing with straight lines. So there's a straight line that goes through your body going from your ear, your shoulders, your hips, your knees, your ankles, straight down to the center of the earth. Right. So we look at that and we compare where your body is compared to that line. Because when you're, posture is aligned with that, you are using the least amount of energy to traverse through this field called gravity. Any deviation from that means you're actually expending extra forces to maintain that position. For example, the, 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 the classic one is forward head. You know, when you have your head balanced straight on your body, eight pounds, right? <clears throat> if you move it forward, you know, just by a few inches, you're adding to that weight. Now it's 12, a little bit more. Now it's 20 pounds, a little bit more. Now it's 36 pounds, right? For you to keep that head up away from the body, right? And that comes at a cost. It comes at a cost of performance. It comes at a cost because now your back muscles and your shoulders have to now work harder to hold your head up, right? Because you're fighting against gravity. Your gravity's pulling down in your head and it's not being supported and you have to do extra work to keep it up there. Mm. Right. So that has an impact, has an impact on performance, headaches, you know, it might even imp go as far as impacting the, the, the flow of uh, cerebral spinal fluid to the head. Mm -hmm. So it's not optimal. Yeah. Well, that, that makes sense why people can't think clearly as well either. You know, these are challenges that I look at biochemically. Um, but at the same time, if we have an obstruction in our posture in some sort, we're not going to be able to get all our blood flow in certain areas in our body, which maybe that's why we're not able to think clearly, or maybe maybe even with things like our digestion. If we have our ribs out of place or our muscles in that area out of place or, or whatever could be the, the root cause. I mean, like you said, the muscles or the tendons or joints or fascia in a, a different area in the body can be affecting a totally different place that we would never even think of unless someone was, um, uh, you know, trained in this field. So I, I find it so fascinating because I know that on a chemical level, yeah, there's so many things that we can look at, but if we have these obstructions, we can have inflammation in different areas and we can also not be able to get all our nutrients and oxygen and things that we need on a chemical level to the right areas as well too. Right. You know, we, we, there is a lot of that is done in terms of, of eating, eating well in nutrition and with sleep. And, you know, the truth is you don't know what impact your posture is having until you address it. Right. Uh, we have clients that come in and, and after they've, they've gone through a patient plan of care, they come out and they're sleeping better. Mm. Right. We didn't know that was going to be the impact, but that, that's what happened. We have clients that gain an inch, right? That's not the goal, but that's what happens when you start addressing these things. Mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, something that we, we see, there's some things we see commonly, right? Forward head is one. The other one is the anterior pelvic tilt. The hip is like a bucket. But most of our clients, when they come in, that bucket is tilted, right? So what does that mean, right? The hip is housing your digestive system along with other organs. And with that tilt, now organs are placing weight on your digestive system, you know? Who knows what impact that has? Yeah. You know, releasing that pressure can actually can possibly help with the digestive system. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So can you explain why those are the two most common things that you see? You know, that's a good question. And that's, you know, when a client comes in, we have no idea. You know, we can see the end result, but we don't necessarily know how they got there. We have them fill out a questionnaire. Have you been in a car accident? What's your occupation? And there is no way to, t way to tell why they're in that position. I mean, with forward head, computer, everyone, you know, everyone's working on their computers. That's a good guess. They're on their phones, forward head. Uh, with the pelvic tilt, I I'm not sure. You know, the, the, the guess is sitting down, and I'm starting to believe that. Yeah. You know, I, I do a lot of exercise, and, you know, it's very active and some people might consider it dangerous for some of the things that I'm doing, obstacle courses, but I feel the most dangerous thing that I do is sit down. <laughs> I love that you say that. Yeah. And, and I was thinking that you probably would go that way, that direction as well too. When I was a personal trainer, that was the one thing that I linked with the anterior pelvic tilt was we're sitting most of the time. I mean, unless we have a very physical job or we're building something or uh, I don't know, I guess a masseuse would be pretty physical too and some other jobs. A lot of jobs were sitting, we're at a computer, and so hence the forehead, trying to look at the computer, or, or even the, the shoulders being rounded. I don't know what the technical term for that is, but um, the anterior pelvic tilt, it's, it's a, I, I can't help but think that that's the biggest reason is the sitting. That's, that's where I'm leaning towards. I, I am, I'm half a century old. <laughs> Right. So 50. I've been running for decades, for decades. And only recently did I come to the understanding when I'm looking at my biomechanics and looking how to increase my performance and become a better runner. Did I figure out that all this time I had not been using my most powerful muscle during running my glutes? Mm -hmm. My glutes were completely deactivated. Right. So the calves, the hamstrings, uh, the quads are doing all the work, but yet I wasn't engaging my glutes, right? So I'm like, okay, why is that? Because once I started engaging my glutes and, 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 and introducing that and engaging that into my running biomechanics, whoa, it's like I'm on a rocket. I'm taking off. I'm running up hills. I'm running up Mount Charleston. It's like, wow, all this time I've been missing out. So then the question became, Why? Why was I not recruiting my most powerful muscle? And I think it's sitting down. Uh -huh. So what were, were some ways that you were able to work your glutes more? Was it that you needed to stretch out your hips or, or what type of therapies? Because uh, I know you guys do a bunch of different types of things in your, um, in your office. So what was it that you specifically did to help with your glutes? Well, you know, a, a very powerful aspect and component of our therapy is, is awareness. 
you know, the discussions that the therapists have with you and that you have with yourself when you're doing some of the modalities, you become aware of your body and things that are happening and things that are not happening. Uh, for me, what it was is I, I did a lot of research on the biomechanics of running and watched videos and came across some really smart runners online and until where it, they would, they talked about hip driven running and they just, when I, I, when I started using it, it just clicked for me. It's like, Oh wow, that's a big difference. And you can see phys you can see visually the difference in power from someone who is not hip driven running as opposed to someone who is, it's just a big difference. And I started using it. Uh, the first time I, uh, I actually tested it out was when I went up to Angel's Landing at Zion, Utah. And I tell you, it was a 1,500 feet elevation, and it wasn't a problem for me. Not a problem. Why? Using my glutes. Interesting. So that means you're, you're flexing them, or, and maybe you're pushing your pelvis forward? or how, how, What does that mean? Okay. So, and that's a good question, right? You know, it was the awareness where I'm like, okay, um, it's, it's almost, and, and as, a, as a personal trainer, cues are very important, right? And cues vary from person to person. With, with me, I, I had to watch a lot of videos to get, find a cue that worked for me. Uh, for me, what clicked it was, was if you, hold a, if you hold a person down, if you hold them, and then this person tries to run against you, they have to engage their glutes in order to get enough momentum, enough strength to walk away from you. Uh, which some coach, some coaches will have you use the parachute behind you. Uh, some coaches will, will will use a strap and where you have to and wrap it around another person. So you both uh, start tugging against each other as a, a way to let you know, hey, engage your glutes. But it's, it was just me watching the videos and actually uh, sometimes I literally was running and was sticking my hand in my glutes to see, okay, are they engaged? Are they turned on? You know, uh, to the point where like, Hey, no, that's not, they're not engaged. Okay. Let me change my, my, my mechanics. Okay. Now they're engaged. Oh, now I have more power. Okay. It, it took me, it took me a couple of months to get the, you know, one, get the awareness and then two get the cues down where I was able to do that. Okay, so it's basically flexing your glutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but me, I it's hard for me. To, it was hard for me to know. Okay, I'm running. You know, I, I it, I'm not thinking about my glutes engaged, and I can't even tell if my glutes are engaged, right? So I had to test. I had to you know with my hands and my glutes. I had to see the position of my hips. Because it's, it, it was very subtle for me to know if I was or was not using it. So, okay. so it took me a while. Okay, so that's interesting that you bring up the glutes. Because when I went in and Crystal did my assessment, she um, pointed out a few different things in my posture that were off, which was a surprise to me because I mean, as, as a trainer, when I work out, I try to pay attention to how I'm working out. But I didn't really think about, well, I am sitting all day too, and I am at the computer, and so these, these things are also affecting how my posture could be as well. So I had some hip, um, my, my hips sometimes will, will hurt a little bit, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe I just need to stretch them out. 
Well, her first go-to was actually doing some uh, massage work on my glutes and the fascia. And I don't know, I just would have never thought that I needed a glute massage. <laughs> but I left and I was like, wow, that felt really amazing. I had no idea that that's what I needed. So we have three very powerful techniques that we use in the clinic to to, to, to generate a, a, a change in posture. And the first one is the one you just mentioned was physiotherapy. That's Crystal just getting in, enacting a change in the fascia, right? She has to get in deep. She has to get in and do it slowly in order to adjust, impact it, and actually move it from one spot to another. I remember one of my sessions uh, that I had, I go in, 90 minutes later, my quads are in a different spot. I'm like, oh my God, that makes, that just kind of blows my mind. It was here and I literally saw you work on it. Now it's over here. What just happened? <laughs> right. But that is what was needed in order to get me operating optimally. Right. After that, after a few of those sessions, my feet, when I, before, before I started with the sessions, my, my feet were pointing outward. Right. I couldn't run more than three miles before my knees were just the pain was unbearable. I had to stop. Why? My feet are pointing this way. Where are my knees pointing? Right. Even though I'm trying to go this way, my biomechanics are going this way. Very ineffective, very yeah, impacting my performance to the point where I'm hitting bone on bone. The joint in the knee is not happy with me. Right. Mm -hmm. They go do some work. Right. Impact the fascia. Now my feet are pointing forward. Right. After then, I was able to run three miles without an issue. Three, six, nine miles. No problem. Why? Because now my knees are facing the right direction. They're operating as they should as a joint. My performance is up. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like people really need to address their posture before they even do any type of extreme sport or uh, even weightlifting. That, I mean, that doesn't have to be completely extreme, but it can be if you're lifting and your, your feet are all turned out and you're in the wrong direction. Um, you have all these postural imbalances. Yeah. When we go into gyms and one of the curses of being, having this knowledge and, 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 and this understanding is you go into a gym and you see the imbalances, you know, you see where, you know, the body mechanics need work in order to increase performance. You know, we see clients, you know, the feet point, pointing the, the wrong way, doing squats uh, suboptimally. You know, when they go down, you see it, their feet quaking before they come up. You, when they're lifting weights, you can see there's an imbalance, right? That's all going to have an impact on performance. Mm -hmm. Our goal, and not only performance, you know, when, you deal, when we talk about performance, not only, not only are we talking of, of operating better, but at the bottom end of that, is also preventing injury because right. the more you operate in your joints in a position where they're not supposed to be at, the more you're degrading that joint, you know, you're wearing down the meniscus, you're, you know, and or, 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 you can even go through uh, tendons and ligaments. You can go through bone on bone and then you're looking at surgery. Right. It's, it's not it's not it's not a good place to be at. So yeah. it used to be like with some gyms, you would need an onboarding process. Right. Where you get the mobility, you get the flexibility before you start putting on weight. Right. Get the mechanics right. 
right? Get that understanding right. Get the mobility in the joints and in the knees and the, like, let's take care of that for, first before we start developing and putting weights on it. To do that, to not address those issues and then start developing is, is a dangerous, uh, it's a recipe for disaster. It's a yeah. dangerous, and we see it all the time. Yeah, and it makes me wonder, I mean, I, after working in a gym for a few years and, and doing personal training, I mean, we, it was something in the assessments, okay, we need to address these things, but it, it really seems like there needs to be a period of time first before people really start, you know, like we said, lifting weight, lifting heavier at least, Maybe you could use uh, lighter weights until we get to that point. And uh, even chemically, with what I'm doing too, some people should not really be working out until they even balance their chemistry a little bit better. And obviously, it goes hand in hand, but some people are so adrenally fatigued that it's really not a good idea to start going crazy at the gym. It's, sometimes we'll just need to sleep first. <laughs> you know, I'm a fan of sleep. I'm yeah. a fan of sleep because so much happens during sleep. You know, that's something I've been focusing on because six, six hours is not enough, right? If, if I got my nutrition down and I got my exercise, exercise down, but I don't have my sleep, it's almost for naught, right? Because there's a lot of advantages, you know, growth hormones, autophagy, uh, just uh, 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 human growth hormones, you know, stem cells. That all happens, that all happens during sleep. So I'm a fan. Do you find a correlation of clients that come to you guys that where they're not sleeping a lot and they have more pain? You know, that's a good question. And we don't look at that, you know, uh, you know, it'll come up in conversations with some of our clients. Right. And I, and I'll mention it, but we're very focused in what we do, right? Mm -hmm. We just focus on, on the physical aspect. You know, we, we're pretty good about staying in our lane because outside of that, you need extra expertise that we don't have. Mm -hmm. So we mention it and we recommend it because sleep is so important, but that's, the, that's up to the client. Yeah. Yeah. So you have mentioned that there's three ways that you guys go about helping people with their posture and uh, the physiotherapy was one. And I kind of wanted to touch back on that. Why do you, why is it slow? Why is it slow and why is it deep? So we focus on the fascia. Fascia is the tissue that, that is responsible for the shape of our body. And it has some properties. Uh, one of the properties that it has, which is really interesting, it is, it, it's non-Newtonian property in that it's, if you, if you take water and you hit water, it, you can punch right through the water. Right. You go, there's no resistance. Right. doesn't matter what speed you go through. If you do it slow, if you do it hard, you're going to go through the water. Fascia doesn't have that property. It, it, it has the opposite. Right. If you take fascia and you hit it hard, it locks up. It's very protective. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I, I forgot the name of it. It's, it's, uh, it's a liquid. It's cornstarch, water and cornstarch. But, you know, if you go slow through it, you'll sink through it. But if you run on it, hit it hard, and you run through it, you can actually walk on it. Fascia has the same property, non-neutronian dynamics, right? So if we were to go in too hard, too fast, protect, right? And actually, that's something you want in fascia. You want it to protect you, right? You take a hit, you take a, a drop, a fall, 
lock up, protect the, the, the body. But if you go slow enough, then it's, it goes back to being fluid, and then you can have impact and you can have change. Mm, okay. Okay. Nice. So what are the other two uh, modalities that you guys use at your clinic? So the physiotherapy, what's, what's nice about that is it's fast acting, very impactful. Go in and do the work, impact the fascia, right? But there are other things that impact the fascia. On top of the physiotherapy, we also do repatterning, right? Some of the imbalances that we have in our bodies are caused because uh, the dynamics of our muscles, one side is stronger than the other. One side is weaker than the other right? Their physiotherapy is not going to impact that. And that's why we need the client to do very, very simple, but very focused repatterning exercises. Uh, for example, you know, if I have forward head, right, we need to tell the front muscles to relax because they're contracted, they're tight. We need them to relax and open up, right? But then we also need to tell our back muscles to strengthen, get stronger, and pull the head back into position, right? That's the purpose of the repatting exercises. The other, the third uh, approach that we have is mobility. There is a skin around each joint called the joint capsule, which can be responsible for 50% of your mobility or lack of. So you, we have techniques where you use certain tools where you can open up, get space in the joint, get more flexibility, get more mobility. So those are our three approaches in terms of getting impact and posture. Okay. So people get homework assignments, basically. Yes. Yes. You have to continue the process. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like that. You had given me some forms as well for my husband, actually, to address some some of the issues that I had noticed as well. Appreciate that a lot. Anytime. How long do you think it takes someone to rebalance their um, structural imbalances? And you know, that varies from person to person. We have two packages. One is called a foundation pack, and the focus there is simply pain relief. Some clients come to us already in a bad state where they're already in a lot of pain, and they need to be protected from that, reversed from that. Uh, and we have a foundation pack for that. But we have a whole body pack, which its purpose is to go through the entire body and get it closer to postural objective. Again, the postural objective is that straight line from the ears down to the ankles, going straight to the center of the earth, right? We have clients that come to us and one pass of this package and they're good. We have other clients that come to have that have had dealt with congenital issues, scoliosis, right? So they've been dealing with it for years to the point where their skeletal system has adapted right? They're scrunched up, mm. right? And it takes them multiple passes of that in order to get more, they get closer, right? And when you're dealing with bone, bone, you know, people forget that bone is a tissue itself and it does adapt, but it just takes longer. It takes seven years, but it might take multiple passes to get them to a much better place, right? So our goal is always get, get them cl- better, better posture, closer, closer to the postural objective. For some people, it's quick for others. It takes longer. Yeah. Yeah. I figured that probably would be um, the answer, but also how much are they doing their homework? How much are they going home and doing their, their exercises and um, the little things that you show them so that we can, so that they can move their posture. 
Right. There are there are multiple things that impact. Right. Uh, our our ideally all of our clients will do the repatterning. All of our clients will do the mobility. Right. So that is a factor. Another factor is occupation. A lot of our clients are uh, come to us and are out of posture because of occupation. Right. Mm-hmm. You come in. You know, the work is done. You focus on it. You know, you get closer to the possible objective and then you go to work and you spend your 10 hours like this, right? Or if you're putting up sprinkler pipes, you're, you know, putting them in weird positions like that. Or if you're a cocktail waitress with the high heels, right? You got the shortened Achilles tendon, right? 10 hours a day, right? So you, you're doing, when you do the postural, you do the physiotherapy, you do the mobility, you're going in the positive direction, but then you go to work and you go in the opposite direction. So there's a maintenance that is needed for some of our clients where they need to constantly be on top of that, constantly doing the repairing, the mobility, their physiotherapy, just because of the work that they do. Yeah, that, that, I was thinking about that too, because um, yeah, if you're sitting at a desk all day or you're wearing high heels as a cocktail waitress or whatever they're doing, um, how much of what you guys have to offer and suggest has to be offset with being in that type of position for how many hours of the day. So that's where it seems like this is quite a work of art. Right. And that's where the awareness comes in, right? It's not, it's, we work, we, we work with the client. We are a resource for the client, right? And the solution lies within us both, right? We provide the knowledge and the understanding and the tools and then the client using that says, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. Right. So that's why the awareness is important because for some clients, it's like, hey, I'm out of pain. I'm okay. Right. I'm good. For other clients, it says, you know, I want to be proactive. I want to get as close as I can to where I can, you know, I don't, I, I'm in a better position where I don't have to deal with, 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 you know, grinding my joints down later on in life. I want to protect those. So I want to be closer to the possible objective. You know, or I'm athletic and I'm performing at a high tier and a high cadence. I want to win. I want to do well. I want to make sure that my body is supporting my goal. So this is where I want to be at. Right? So it really it, it, it depends on the client. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen where someone actually changed careers because of the imbalances that were pointed out? That's a good question. And... No, no. And, you know, it goes really back to the client and their awareness. You know, they, they, they're aware that their career might be impacting their posture. And some of them, you know, will, will come to us to maintain, you know, maintain their gains that they've done with their posture. So that's their solution to it. Because our careers, the truth is our careers are important to us. You know, uh, a good example is this week I've been doing research for a uh, Air Force pilot that that does uh, that, that flies the new plane, the F-35, and they have the new high-tech helmets with a heads-up display. And as much as they've worked to get that as light as possible, it's like a little bit more than five pounds, right? The eight, the head is eight pounds. Throw another five pounds on top of that, right? And they have, they're doing external G-forces, three, four, five, right? That's a lot of weight on the head, right? Mm-hmm. 
uh, I don't see him changing his occupation, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I guess right? it just depends on what your goals are. And exactly, exactly. Yeah. Most of the time, what we do is support what the client does mm -hmm. in their occupation, and some need to do more work than others. Yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, what I'm doing, I'll actually, I actually see career changes for people sometimes. Um, they might have, uh, I mean, I'm looking at things on a several several different levels too, so whether it's emotional, whether, you know, maybe they're working in a moldy building, um, maybe they, I don't know, um, are forced to eat, like I have a, a client that has to eat pastries all day <laughs> because she's testing it. Um, you know, that one hasn't completely changed her job yet, but it makes you more, makes you really question, well, how much of what I'm doing in my, my work is affecting my health? And I think about, too, I used to be a cocktail server, and we had to wear heels, and I always, the question was always, okay, how do I find the best shoe that I can last all night in? And, you know, normally people don't think about that. And so uh, I, I seemed to manage while I was doing it. It wasn't really that long, a couple of years. Um, but I think about it now, if I was still doing it at this time and maybe I was forced to wear uh, a heel every day, uh, which I, I wear heels now, but I'm sitting most of the time. So if I had to be walking around, I don't know. I mean, that that must really take a toll on some of these ladies after a while, or I guess you know, I could be doing it too. But um, so that's why my job is easier than yours. <laughs> you know, I, I definitely think that what you guys do is an art too. So I, there's everyone has their gifts. So I, I wouldn't undermine it completely. <laughs> um, but I anyway, I love what you do, and I think it's awesome that you can you can manipulate the body. Even in even if someone decides that I'm I'm gonna be a dancer, I'm gonna be uh, do some type of physical work, or I'm even gonna sit all day, and I can still work as much as I can to offset those imbalances. And I love that you give even advice for what you can do during the job too, right? That's that is part of what you guys do, right? That's <laughs> so because we for the three of the the strategies that we employ, right? Physiotherapy, uh, repatterning, and mobility. Well, guess what? These two you can do at home. We'll show you how to do them in the clinic and we'll give you the tools, right? But you can do them at home. Like mm -hmm. one of the things my wife and I are doing is together in the morning, we do our repatterning exercises for forward head. Get it mm -hmm. back into place. Okay, it's empowering. So does, it, does it take for, I mean, I guess it's a, probably a case by case, but in general, I mean, is it like 10 minutes a day that, or is it longer or? You know, we like to break it up. Like we focus on different parts of the body because if we start from scratch and give it, okay, this is what we're seeing and here's your repatterning exercise, it could actually, we can give like eight different exercises. It could take up to two hours. So yeah. what we've been doing is breaking it into parts, like three to four exercises. And actually it, the ones that we're doing for uh, a forward head, it's there's nine exercises, takes us 15 minutes, right? For that scenario. Right. Okay. But, but, uh, it, it can, it can get up there. So we try to break it up into manageable chunks cause we understand people are busy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Well, I'm always trying to think of, um, any way that can help balance the body out, but then it starts to think, it starts to feel like, Oh my God, I have this long list. I have to go work out. I have to get sun. I have to drink good, healthy water. Where am I going to get that from? Where am I going to get my organic food from? How am I going to grow sprouts? So it just, and then and it's like, Oh geez, I have to think about my structure as well. And what do I do about that? So it's nice to know that even just little changes, um, you know, 15 minutes a day can help. And, and that can be maybe even while you're watching TV, right? Or doing something that doesn't yes. 
take a lot of brain work. That's awesome. Yes. And the most impactful of our three strategies is the physiotherapy. So we have clients that we give them the tools and they go and run with it, right? And we don't see them very often. And we have other clients that say, hey, hey, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. Can I just come in and have you guys do it? And we're like, sure, let's do it here. Right? Yeah. So we have, we have both. We, have, we can, we can uh, support both, both extremes. Yeah. Okay. And then even on that note, I will have to say that was like the best massage of my life. It wasn't even that long, um, but I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe what she did. I was like, wow, that girl has a gift. <laughs> and whatever you guys are doing, thank you. definitely amazing. And thank so you. I will let Krista know. And, and uh, the most, role, imp most important role that I have is client. You know, that's why I got involved. Uh, I'm, I consider myself the number one fan of this drug, uh, of this modality, this, this therapy, because of the impact it had on me. And that's why it was so important to have this available for us Las Vegans. That's why we brought the clinic here, because we need this option. We need this effectiveness, uh, because my goal, and I think a lot of go the same goal for a lot of people, is to stay away from the pharmaceuticals, the surgery, and the injections. You know, and if there's a natural way of being able to address these issues, hey, let's do that first. Right. Yeah. And like I said, you know, anyone that's working with me, that's listening to this podcast, um, this is just another thing that can complement what you're doing to clean your insides out. So as we addressed before, if our posture is off, it could totally affect how everything's functioning inside our, our body is, including our digestion, including our mental health. So anyways, um, you know, one thing I wanted to ask is as well is, if people are abroad, are they able to send pictures in or are they able to get, um, obviously they can't get the massage or physiotherapy part of it abroad, but are you able to still make recommendations if someone's living in another country or across the United States or something like that? So I really believe that we need to be everywhere, but unfortunately we're not. We're only, there's only, we only have four locations in the U.S. Right? We're working very hard to grow that. Uh, but what I've been doing, if like we have a client that says, hey, my parent needs this, but they're in Minnesota, what options do you offer? So what I do is I recommend that they go on Yelp and they look for the closest uh, rolfer or structural integration practitioner, right? Because uh, what we do in our clinic is based off of their understanding of the fascia right, of Dr. Ida Rolf, right? Everything that we do, it stems from her because she was the pioneer in this. She figured this out 70 years ago, right? And we're only recently on getting a good grasp, a better understanding uh, of, of the impact that Fascia has. So, uh, Rolfer, structural integration practitioner, find your closest one and have a conversation with them, right? Go in for a free consultation and see what impact they can have with you. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks again, Gus, for joining the show and, and enlightening us on how fascia affects and structure affects our health and, um, and even athletic performance, pain, a lot of things that people are dealing with. It could be also a structural problem that needs to be addressed and that, that could be a root. And in addition to all the other mental things that we talk about this on this podcast, in addition to all the biochemical things we mentioned and, and uh, EMFs and so on and so forth. So, Gus, how can the listeners find you if they want to get a hold of you? Okay, so we're located at Anna 95. Right? The easiest way uh, to find more about us is on a, off of a website. Right? And I have to uh, structure, I have to explain how, I got to spell it out. Basically, it's structural, 
without the L. So www.structuralasvegas, and Las Vegas is spelled out, .com. That's our website. Uh, also, Structural Body Therapies is our corporate website. And our phone number is 702-830-9668. That's 702-830-9668. If they just want to call, have a conversation, you know, let me know some challenges they're dealing with. We'll be more than happy to have those conversations with them. All right, awesome. And then do you have any last comments that you wanted to mention? Mm, that's a good one. You know, it's, it, I, it, I guess the uh, important part of what we do is the awareness. So take a look at your body. Take a look at your biomechanics. Ta and what you're looking for is imbalances. You know, is one side bigger, is, you know, higher than the other? Is, you know, are your feet pointing in outward or are they pointing inward? Uh, look at your knees. You know, start developing that awareness and, and, then start seeing if it might be impacting how well you perform, be it at home, be it in your occupation, being in your athletic event, you know, develop yeah. that awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to mention too um, is, is also that we want to be able to exercise if we want to be healthy. Right. And that, that's something that most people know we should eat healthy and we should exercise. Those are some basic fundamentals. But we want to make sure that we're exercising to be healthy and not hurting ourselves so now we can't exercise. <laughs> so this is such a great stepping stone to be able to do that exercise properly, with, whether it's something like I like to do acrobatic type of exercises and, and weightlifting, or someone likes to run and, and do other types of cardio like you do and run up mountains and things like that. So. Anyway, well, thank you again for coming on the show and explaining your expertise with how our health is affected by our posture, guys. No, I appreciate you having us on. You know, part of my challenge when I first went through this, that my 18-month challenge of trying to get it addressed is I didn't know, right? And I almost ended up getting surgery when I didn't have to, right? So I really appreciate you having us on your podcast and spreading out this awareness, right? Because... You know, I, I come from the IT world. I've been doing it for three decades. And one of the things you get good at is troubleshooting, right? And one of the rules that we have is if you're going to troubleshoot, if you're going to replace something or you're going to try something, try the easy, cheap things first, right? Getting a clinical massage, cheap, easy. Eating good food, cheap, easy, right? Getting some sleep, cheap, easy. Try those things first before you start looking at something more dramatic, you know, surgery, injections, try the easy stuff first. So I appreciate it, Jacqueline. I love that you put it that way. I, I, most people think eating it healthy is expensive, um, doing something with massage is expensive, but when you really think about it, like the way you said, getting, having surgery is very expensive. I had a couple of them myself. Um, it's crazy. It's thousands of dollars versus maybe we can make some tweaks in our diet that can help us last, make some lasting changes where maybe we don't have to start taking pieces of our body out or getting new pieces in. And, and then the health ramifications that that can cause when people get foreign objects in their body, we can have all kinds of other chemical imbalances that I end up seeing later on that need to be cleaned up. But and then we have to think about, well, how much is the foreign object causing it or how much is the, the lack of an organ or whatever else they're doing. Anyway, thank you for that last comment that you have there. You're welcome. All right, have a nice day. You too, Jacqueline.
Thank you for listening to the Wellness Trinity Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more wellness tips to help you achieve optimal health. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.